Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where I bring you what's new in research, what's hot in the news, or any cutting-edge topic that can help you lose weight, be healthier, feel younger, longer, living a good life. Like I say, that's all we have. If you are lean, healthy, and feel young, you can bring your best to life. So here we go. Today's topic is hormones and weight loss. I have so many women coming into the shop complaining about weight gain and menopause, but there are other hormones that play into that too, like insulin, glucagon, thyroid, as long as well as estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, but also leptin, ghrelin, cholecystokinin, human growth hormone, and cortisol. These are all the top players in weight gain. And they're becoming increasingly aggravating as we hit different stages in life. You know, I'll start with the most obvious and the hormone issue that trumps all others, and that is insulin. Insulin's the hormone that the pancreas releases in response to carbohydrates in the diet. If the diet's really high in refined carbs, sugars, juice, milk, candy, bread, potatoes, processed low-fiber food... Even rice, the pancreas is shoving out insulin as fast as it can to bring that blood sugar down. It brings the blood sugar down by kind of unlocking the cells and allowing it to get into the cell. The cell then can use it for energy immediately, or it starts the process of fat storage. You know, that's why I call insulin the fat storage hormone. The more insulin you have, the more insulin resistant you are and the more likely you are to store fat. You don't store any fat as long as, or I'm sorry, you don't burn any fat as long as your insulin is high. Diabetics who have to take insulin are going to tell you that as soon as they went on insulin, they started putting on more weight. The catch-22 is that the more weight you gain, the more insulin you have to be on. So that cycle goes higher and higher. Then, to top it off, the higher insulin also puts you at risk for more diseases like cancer. Insulin has so many functions in the brain that it can affect memory and cognition. Ah, So you see, that's why insulin is top on the list. You got to keep that low. But another one, another hormone made in the pancreas that is related and it works together with insulin is glucagon. It goes up as insulin goes down. Like in a lower carb diet, glucagon begins the breakdown of fat. It gets you into fat burning. So that keeps when the fat starts to burn, it does that and it brings the blood sugar up. So it's, it's a great way to keep your energy up to burn the fat. And it does that to prevent hypoglycemia. And it's breaking down those fat stores. And it can do that by making blood sugar out of amino acids or encouraging the liver to make blood sugar. So there's a lot of ways glucagon is a friend to weight loss. So you could increase glucagon by just decreasing carbs and increasing protein at meals. So bottom line, high insulin, low glucagon, you're in fat storage. But low insulin, high glucagon, you're in fat burning. Really good. 
So another hormone associated with weight gain, of course, is thyroid hormone. Low thyroid hormone can cause weight gain, fatigue, constipation, slow heart rate, hair loss, brittle nails, dry skin, even depression. It's like everything slows down. And that is so common today. By the time a person's thyroid labs register as abnormal, it could be that the thyroid's been suffering for years. Thyroid issues are a major problem in this country, but little attention is paid on how to heal these important organ to help other than prescription medications. There are nutritional building blocks for thyroid health, and some of these nutrients are really hard to obtain from the modern day diet. Iodine. You know, we're in this area around here, we're called the goiter belt because we don't have any iodine in our soil. So they used to put iodine in salt, but then everybody started using sea salt and that doesn't have it in there or processed foods don't have iodized salt. So we really don't get much iodine in our diet. And there are three forms. There's potassium iodide, there's sodium iodide, and molecular iodine for thyroid health. And that turns on the metabolism, great for your hair, and it helps to balance other hormones. So another one that's really important for thyroid function is tyrosine. That's an amino acid, so it's L-tyrosine, and that helps the body create thyroxine. So it's really important for all things related to thyroid. The next one is selenium, which we are also very challenged with around here. We have no soil selenium in this area. And it's a key mineral that supports the conversion of T4 to T3. So it works with iodine and tyrosine to help the thyroid do what it's supposed to do. So selenium, you know, make sure selenium and iodine are in your multivitamin. You need good selenium, at least 170 micrograms a day. You can also get that by eating four Brazil nuts. It used to be two Brazil nuts, but because our soils are so depleted, it takes four now. So more calories to get the same nutrition. Okay, so that's another one of the problems. So there's a lot of evidence that also suggests that the amount of selenium is so important to get in every day to help reduce the form, uh, the risk of many types of cancers. So anyway... Tyrosine, iodine, and selenium, all very important. I have also seen glandulars work very well to support thyroid health. But the most important thing I'd have to say, besides taking a multi that's going to have all those in there, is going to be following the anti-inflammatory, gluten-free diet. I've seen that help restore normal thyroid function more times than not. So gluten is often the biggest problem with thyroid health. So whenever you suspect low thyroid, ask your doctor also for a total thyroid panel, including antibodies. Many times those antibodies are doing damage for years before the TSH shows abnormal signs. By looking at these antibodies, you can get a jump start at reversing any autoimmune condition. Next, we're going to cover estrogen. Women often notice that when their hormones start to wane a little bit or at perimenopause, the waistline begins to thicken. As estrogen lowers, 
we no longer notice it going so much on the hips and thighs. Nature prefers to store it at the waistline so that the estrogen that's produced in the fat cells is readily available for the body. Thank you very much. Also, that is when the body becomes more easily insulin resistant. I always would watch Dr. Christine Northrup. Loved her. OBGYN who did PBS health specials. She had great information. But when it came to the diet, I just couldn't buy it. She gave the same old, same old whole foods, whole grains recommendation that I knew weren't right for everybody. And then when she hit menopause, she had a revelation and her recommendations switched. You know, it's funny. I have been at this so long and knew so much from my own path that now everybody seems to be catching up. I always had to be the one to watch the kind of carbs since I was a kid. When I, I mean, I had insulin resistance at age nine. No wonder I do what I do. I like to feel great, so I kept checking things. Anyway, a woman's body changes how it handles the starches and simple carbs as we get older. So it may be best to keep them for, to a minimum. I, I don't say never. But less is more. If you never had it again, your body wouldn't miss it. Getting a nutrient-dense, lower-carb, Mediterranean-type diet is best for longevity. Live long, live healthy. This also helps maintain a healthier estrogen-to-progesterone ratio and decreases the risk of many hormone-related cancers. So all good. Then, next one, testosterone for both men and women have it. Men have a lot more. And that also starts to decline as we age. Just like with women, men to start, start to gain more weight around the waistline. And weight gain causes a little bit different problem for men in that, that there is an enzyme in fat that converts testosterone to estrogen. So men have different problems. You know, it's going to take down that testosterone. You're going to see weight changing and they may have a little bit of you know, fat storage around the chest that doesn't look too masculine. So the estrogen, you know, testosterone, all the testosterone in the world is not going to help. And it comes with some pretty hefty side effects. So the best way to increase testosterone is to lose weight. Do weight lifting, especially when combined with my favorite high intensity interval training, lowering stress, assuring good vitamin D levels, getting good restorative sleep, all these create overall health. You know, really getting stress under control is the first step to balance sex hormones. The body will prioritize stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline, over sex hormone production. You know, that kind of makes sense when you think of ancient human survival. They needed those stress hormones to keep them alive for the next day. And you're not going to survive if you're carrying around babies. So stress hormones, they kept us alive but at the expense of other hormones that are necessary for long-term health. So today, we want to have a long, healthy life, and those stress hormones need controlled. You know, I've done a lot of shows on the stress control, but ashwagandha, valerian, L-theanine, and breath work are top on my list. Another couple of hormones that really affect weight loss because they control appetite are leptin and ghrelin. Leptin is made in abundance in fat cells, and it's designed to suppress the appetite. You know, if you've got lots of fat, you don't need to be eating. So it's a great thing to have when it's acting appropriately. However, leptin resistance 
is starting to show its little ugly head, an increasing prevalent condition. It's also related to elevated triglycerides. So again, lowering the carb, following the low-carb Mediterranean diet, best way to nix that leptin resistance. Another hormone related to appetite is ghrelin. Think of growling stomach and ghrelin. Ghrelin makes you hungry, and it's really stimulated by more sugars, especially high fructose corn syrup, simple sugars. Um, same diet applies here. That modified Mediterranean diet. Another trick that research has found to control leptin and ghrelin is intermittent fasting. It's going to control it so that you can overcome the old set point theory. Another benefit to intermittent fasting. A fun hormone name that I love is cholecystokinin. We call it CCK for short. So that's one that tells your body that you're full. Also helps production of bile, great for digestion, comes from the pancreas, but also throughout the digestive tract, and it triggers the release of enzymes to help with fat, protein, and carb digestion. It's primarily triggered by eating fat. So if you have no fat in a meal, it's not going to be triggered. And we found this out almost by accident, which often happens. But the whole low-fat craze that began in the 60s or the 70s, binge eating went sky high, along with obesity and diabetes and heart disease going sky high as a result. If you're eating all the sugary treats and you never get full, you just keep eating and eating and eating and never get satisfied. You know, we marveled at the French paradox when these thin French women were enjoying a bit of high-fat food and they seemed so happy. Ha! Huh. We learn the hard way more times than not. So having a little bit of healthy fat, and you're going to be satisfied with your CCK doing its job. Another spectacular hormone is human growth hormone, also called the anti-aging hormone. It decreases with age, but it controls body composition, muscle and bone growth, metabolism, helps exercise performance, and speeds healings. So how do we increase our levels? Well, you don't want to take the hormone. It has nasty side effects, like all the time you try to do the shortcut. You know, but you can do it naturally. Better by losing weight, especially the belly fat, doing intermittent fasting. It has a great way to increase your own levels of HGH. And as a side benefit, you're decreasing insulin levels. Also, stop eating three hours before bedtime and don't eat anything again until the next morning. You know, some people prefer that to intermittent fasting. But that last meal, if you can keep the carbs even lower, that's a nice little hack to increase the HGH even more. So there's some supplements that uh, can help, but uh, probably the best way is going to be the high-intensity interval training. It It really skyrockets your HGH. But the supplements of arginine and GABA have shown to increase HGH really well. And of course, sleep and stress reduction. Am I a broken record yet? You know, lastly, the effect of cortisol and weight loss. Stress hormones dysregulate everything. You know, the more we're in that fight or flight, the more compromised our hormones are. You know, the opposite of fight or flight is the resting and digesting. In resting and digesting, hormones balance. The immune system works best. 
You heal, you repair, you digest, your weight and appetite normalize. All good things happen when stress is controlled. So how do you control stress? Whole books have written about it. You know, techniques to rewire the brain are super helpful. We kind of get into a habit of stressful thinking. You know, so we need to get out of that by maybe step-by-step breathing techniques like the box breathing, 478 breathing, progressive relaxation, gratitude, meditation. Funny thing here is that some meditation practices sort of advertise weight loss as a side benefit. And I have to tell you, I've seen that. And I've also seen the opposite more often when people are stressed, not sleeping, on high alert, They can't lose a pound no matter how hard they try. So if you're stressed and can't lose weight, hey, try meditation. It's free. Herbs that can lower stress, ashwagandha, valerian, hops, passionflower, too many to count. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen again to my website, debford.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening again, and have a wonderful and hormonally balanced day.